Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Snyder Cut-themed episode of Through the Lens on WGL. I'm Alex alongside Davis, and we thank you for listening to our very special episode we've been hyping up for a while on Zack Snyder's Justice League, also formerly known as the Snyder Cut. And we're going to go through some movie news first, well, as always. I have something to say real quick. Oh, you know, Alex, I was just thinking about it. Oh. If you say every episode special, are any of them special? I didn't say every episode is special. I feel like every episode you always intro with special episode. No, it's not. That's not true. Not true. No, like the foreign film one was because that's like a thing, a series that we're starting and going to continue to do. In fact, next week's episode, we're doing Roma, and I believe you said Pain and Glory is the other one. So yeah, that's part of our foreign film series and the stars one, but the other one that introduces that. This is an important episode, though, because this, this is probably the closest... This is probably the first episode we've done that's been to a movie that just released. With the, I mean, the Snyder Cut released... Yesterday, yes, at three a.m. Well, you know, Alex, if we're getting philosophical, answer the question though. If everything's special, is anything special? Oh, good Lord, why? Why do you do this? It's to like me? The, it's I'm like the ship of Theseus. To... I I know I know what I know. I know, but Alex, um, no, it, the ship of Theseus. That's a Wandavision reference. I, I know. So we can touch on that real quick. Oh, yes. oh that reminds me of something. Actually, uh, some movie news about Wandavision. I forgot to write down. But, but if you replace all the the planks of a ship, is it the same ship? Um, and then if you get all those planks you replaced and rebuild that ship, is that the original ship or a new ship? I don't know, David. That's the ship of Theseus paradox. See, Think about that one. Interesting. It's my, one of my favorites. It reminded me of WandaVision. Actually, the show creator or showrunner said that she'd never heard of Mephisto. So that's... Interesting. That's interesting. Uh, a lot of people are not happy about that. Also, uh, I think it was one of the writers on the show that... Uh, oh, but, spoiler, alert, spoiler alert, by the way. Oh, yeah, spoiler alert for this movie and for WandaVision. Spoiler for the Snyder Cut. Spoiler alert for WandaVision as well. I think there was and also... And spoiler alert for any movies I decided to bring up. Say, I was about to say, we never know Like Cars. Happen. That's... Wow. Um, hey, calm down with the confetti, y'all. <laughs> um, so, that reminds me that a writer for, I think it was, WandaVision said that... No, wait. It wasn't WandaVision. It was another show on Disney+. Plus. They mentioned that their favorite... Uh, one of their favorite scenes was revealing that... Uh, Evan Peters was, in fact, not Quicksilver because the idea of uh, messing with audience and perverting expectations is fun. And I was like, that's not... Sounds like, was Ryan Johnson directing it? I was it? about to say this. Ugh. The whole the whole subversion of expectations thing is annoying to me beyond belief. Because, like, there's a twist and there's just doing things just because it's exactly what people think, so you want to do the opposite. Like, you know what I mean? Like, there's levels to it. You know, there's not one right thing. You can do a twist without just directly going to subvert people's expectations. And you can also subvert people's expectations without properly doing a twist. And that's kind of what happened, at least in some people's eyes, in WandaVision. Again, I didn't watch the entire show. I've only heard about this, but it seems like a big missed opportunity in my mind just for a one-off joke rather than to, you know, establish the multiverse as they hinted at forever with Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness. Now, in related news, Zack Snyder has apparently talked to Adam Driver about a DC movie role. But on the contrast... Nightwing? He's too old, but that'd be kind of cool. I mean, you know, it, th this is very much an Elseworlds story with everything fitting in. I mean, and if, you know, old Nightwing in, uh, well, Nightwing's dead in this Where did Nightwing universe. move to? Nightwing is dead in this, uni in this universe, actually. I guess so. That's a different one, though. What do you mean? Wait, which which Robin was it that No, No, Zack Snyder confirmed it was actually uh, Nightwing. That's so Dick Grayson? Yes. yes. Bruh. What do you mean, bruh? That's the best Robin. I mean. Debatably. Nightwing's cool. He's better than, uh, was it Tim Drake? Is that his name? 
That's one of them, yeah. And then uh, the one that turns into Jason Red Todd. Hood. No, Jason, no, Jason Todd, Todd, Todd is Red does. Hood. Jason Todd is Red Hood. Tim Drake's or no, Dick Grayson is the one that was a circus performer with his parents. Jason Todd. I can't remember. I know, and I know Batman had a kid with Al Ghul before too. That's also that's also. I think that's Tim Drake actually. Is it? Yeah. I don't no, wait, know. no, no. That's um. Probably what's an, his name. That's that's from like what a different. One. That's, the, that's from the son of Batman. No, oh my gosh, I cannot believe I'm I'm missing his name. Good lord. Um, I don't don't. We, I mean, you can Google box to keep talking about some stuff. So also, but Zack Snyder said he does not want to make another comic book mo- comic book movie, but just recently said that he won't quit hoping for a Just League sequel after HBO Max's Snyder Cut success. So I think it's fair to say that he maybe stated that he didn't want to do a comic book movie after all the drama that happened with the Snyder Cut and with the Whedon Cut, which we'll get into in a bit. And now, in light of the really exciting times that are going on, maybe his opinion changed a bit. Because, you know, things, a lot of crazy things have happened. Like, for example, fans raised over $500,000 for the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention, which is an insane amount of money. How much? $500,000. Oh, wow. Yeah. No, the fans have been incredibly dedicated to that because as... Anybody who watched the movie at the end, it says for Autumn. Autumn is his daughter who tragically uh, took her own life during the original production of Justice League back in 2017. And the credit song was her favorite song performed by her favorite artist. Really? I did not know that. I can't remember who played it. But it was was actually a good rendition. Incredible. I did not know that at all, actually. Um, So, yeah, that is really... uh, After all the troubled production this movie had, it's been a very positive experience for fans in the past, especially in the past year, you know. Even when people were insisting that the Snyder Cut uh, did not exist and whatnot, now to it existing and, you know, multiple actors involved are selling these themed T-shirts with about half of the uh, revenue going towards, uh, or half the profit going towards um, suicide prevention funds and whatnot. So it's a very positive outcome for what was an initially very troubled experience, which is why Zack Snyder, I think, could change his mind a bit. Snyder also pitched an Adam spinoff to Warner Brothers. Adam is essentially, for those who don't know, like Ant-Man, you know, similarly. He can go even smaller, though, hence the name Adam, uh, and is most recently portrayed by Ryan Cho, who, or Choi, who's actually in the Zack Snyder Justice League, which we'll talk about that a bit as well. So Snyder been planning to do that for a while, and... Um, now I think it could be realized. We'll get into that as well. Face Off 2 director and some non-related Snyder Cut news says that Travolta and Cage are in talks to return. Oh, good Lord. You haven't seen Face Off, so you don't... Oh, we should do a Face Off episode soon. Um, So uh, you don't... No. Yes. Um, we, we can do it when Face Off 2 releases, yeah. Yeah, in like two years. We'll still be here. All of our it'll shows like will probably Tom, be retired like, it'll be like by the then. Tom Brady. They'll take the, us off the air by then. It'll be like Tom Brady at the Patriots uh, Super Bowl. And he's like, we're still here. We're going to be the last one standing. No, they're going to take us off the air by then. I don't know about that. We're going to do some great. We're going to we're going to do some out of pocket. It's going to be like the Flashpoint Paradox. Maybe, maybe it'll all come to a head at the Weagle 50th anniversary. We're going to have to go like back in time. That's not. Oh dear. Lois is Alex is the key. I'm not the key. Okay. Davis is the key. You're not the key either. It's some of the third party. Okay. Uh, who, Jack who, is the key. Who, he's not going to be here when in two years. Oh yeah. Uh, Obby is the key. That's okay. Well, I don't, I don't know about that. We one. can't see the future. We're not the Flash. That's we can't true. see the future That's either. True. Or but. even go to it. That's. And lastly, but he can't go to the future. He can. I didn't. No, I no, he just can't. go to the past. He just he runs so yeah, fast. He, he turns, turns back the That's time. Right. That's right. That's right. He's like right. Superman going around the world and turning it back. Oh my lord. Ugh, and then he rebuilds the he rebuilds the wall of China with his breath. Or no, his eyes. Really? Yes. Oh, my gosh. Same movie. 
Hey, Is what that a movie. Superman 5? No, 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 no. They didn't get past four. I, I think. think they did. Oh, E. Ah. Yeah, Gula. Which which one he uh he turns back time in. And lastly, uh, while Dave's Googling that, the original plan in the Justice League film with Zack Snyder was that there would be the final cameo at the end would be Green Lantern John Stewart. Almost made the Snyder Cut, but Warner Brothers said they had other plans and decided against him being in the movie. Of course, those other plans were Jeff Johns wanting to do a Green Lantern TV series. However, Jeff Johns is not in such a positive light after his role in the Whedon Cut and the effect that he had on that film's production. So that was the original plan. Instead, it replaced with, spoiler alert, The Martian Manhunter, which was actually always planned out. Did you know that? Yep, uh, I did. When he was talking about uh, Batman vs. Superman Ultimate Edition in the commentary, Zack Snyder just says that... Uh, isn't it Swinnick uh, was actually Martian Manhunter the entire time? So, yeah, that's uh, pretty cool. But, yeah, it was going to be Green they, Lantern they with John Stewart. They got four, by the way. And that what? was the last one they did. Number four. Oh, yeah, I thought so. And, of course, they, uh, they got Richard Pryor for one of these? Yeah. What? Okay. Dave's, Dave's just now learning the lore of the Superman movies. And actually, I've never seen the Christopher Reeve ones. Really? The first one's where he turned back time as well. Oh, he turned. He did twice? No, the first one's where he did oh. it. And he also rebuilt the wall. That, I think that may have been in. That he wasn't the first that. one when he when he turned back time. It says so when I look it up, Alex. Oh, well, I don't, I, don't, I, I could have sworn that was when Lois died in like an earthquake. Alex, I haven't seen him. I haven't seen him either. Well, I've, I've seen not past the first one. Whatever. Say what you were going to say. Um, But, yeah, you know, John Stewart actually DC's first ever uh, black superhero in the 70s uh, and was a big step forward after going off the How Jordan train of John Stewart. And John Stewart is a very popular Green Lantern it's iteration cool. as well. Green Lantern, one of the more popular characters... And John Stewart and Hal Jordan both, and I think that was, uh, I think it would have been a good, I think it would have been a good move. I like the Martian Manhunter. I think both are good options. I think also, both are good characters to have at the end. But I like Green Lantern a bit more. You're talking, you're he's teased in the the Green Lantern that you see in the flashback. It leans in a bit. But what were you gonna say? You touched on it. Oh, you talking about that? Also, Ryan Reynolds watched Green Lantern for the first time uh, over the so week. So it's not that bad of a movie. It's, it's not good, but it is not as bad as everybody says. It's not, yeah, it's not the worst movie ever, but man, it's not good either. It's not. It was kind of entertaining when I used to, when I watched it. It's not the worst comic movie of all time. That, in my opinion, is, of the ones that I've seen, is probably 2017's The Justice League, especially after seeing the Snyder Cup, but we'll get into You've that as well. obviously never seen Elektra. I Cat haven't Woman. seen Elektra or Catwoman or Daredevil. I know. Daredevil's not that bad. I'll say it. Daredevil's kind of enjoyable. Hmm. Well, I It's not good, I but like... I haven't seen them, so I can't say. Elektra is I've atrocious. Seen. I've seen like half of it. It is very bad. Oh, I'm sure it is. I'm sure it is. But now, Davis, do you want to get into the movie? So no, I don't. That's not okay. You know what, Davis? This is this is the thing. This is how you so do it. So here's the thing. Look, my podcasting class. You should ask me a question. My podcasting classes, this is how you do it. But here's the thing, my podcasting class, I'm subverting expectations. <laughs> You're not in a podcasting class. I'm subverting your podcasting class expectations. I'm not gonna take a podcasting class. I'm breaking the mold. If we follow the mold, we'll be a cookie cutter a cookie cutter podcast. Think about that. We're not a cookie we're the only movie podcast at Weagle. We're not the only movie podcast in the world. I mean, yeah, obviously. Probably like millions of them. Hundreds of thousands of them. Yeah, yeah, you better, here, you better back it down for Here's millions. the thing, Alex. We got to stand out somehow. I only listen to two movie podcasts. Stop shaking your phone like that. Alex is shaking his phone, so I told you it'd work. I know. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, which, by the way, um, just to promote on the episode, we actually officially finally have an Instagram for this And I'm probably going to have to run it because Alex no. has never posted on Instagram. What? Uh, How many posts do you have on Instagram? What is your Instagram presence? Zero. Exactly. Yeah, but you know, um, how's your editing skills? Editing. 
Photoshop. I'm not trying to Photoshop stuff. I'm just trying to post I'll the Photoshop stuff. stuff. That's why you give me the login. I'm gonna give you the login, but yeah, uh, go ahead and follow us at through underscore the underscore lens underscore Weagle. Apparently, through the lens was taken, so we're going with lens that is one. Pretty popular. Evidently, it is. I didn't know that there. Were, I thought our name was unique, as Jack Hart says. We're just the prepositional phrases over here, but you can go ahead and follow us at through underscore the underscore lens underscore Weagle at Instagram to follow us on updates for previous episodes, current episodes, upcoming episodes. And honestly, if we just want to post a letterbox review here and there, why not? Just, you know, it's going to be more interactive based rather than just the occasional, you know, episode and story posts. You go ahead and follow us there if you want. We'll actually be putting the Instagram in the episode description on Spotify and Apple Podcasts for this lit current episode, so you can go ahead and find it there as well. So I think it is a bit of a hard name to follow maybe over the airwaves. But now, Davis, let's talk about Zack Snyder's Just League. And I was thinking... How about we just talk, try and talk about them as difficult as it is? Because I, I found myself. What? Uh, <laughs> through the lens, uh, there's, a, there's one that's verified. Uh, it is a, it's, it looks like a. Photography business? Video lessons from the best, mind in ba- best minds in basketball. Owner, co-founder, Carmelo Anthony. Oh. We're competing with Carmelo, so wow. we're definitely not going to get wow. that name. That's tough. That's soon. tough. I mean, you know, it's all right. It's all right. It's okay. I think it's all right. I like Carmelo. Maybe he'll hand it over to us. I mean, maybe. Maybe yeah. if we get like 10,000 followers, that's not going to happen. But like, not maybe happen. at that point he'll be like, okay, guys. I mean, I might as well give it to you. But uh, I think it'd be best for the movie if we talk as difficult as it was. Because when I was watching the movie myself, I frequently thought about the 2007 cut. You know, I was comparing in my 17. head. Oh, sorry. 2017 cut. My mistake. Um, But I think it'd be best to talk about the movie in its purest form first, then maybe compare it at the end to say, oh, this that was cut out or this that was added, we're glad that it was gone or something like that. You know what I'm saying? Because I think we could, we could go all day comparing, but I think this movie needs to stand on its own two legs as if it was what was going to be released in 2017. So I think, you, you, you cool with that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so again, this is Zack Snyder's Justice League. It is the official director's cut by Zack Snyder, the original director of 2017 Justice League. But again, as we mentioned, tragically left production because of what happened to his daughter. Now, this movie is four hours and two minutes long. That's including credits on HBO Max. It is a rendition of the 2017 version, as in it has a similar plot, but there are enough differences there where it is two different movies. Would you agree with that, Davis? Yes. And this movie, let's break it down. It's following up immediately after Batman vs. Superman with Superman's death, and now... The mother boxes, three of which around the planet, have been awoken after Superman's death, and Steppenwolf is here to take them and unite them in order to prepare the world for Darkseid. So that's essentially the basic plot, and it is Batman and Wonder Woman trying to put a team together while Steppenwolf tries to find the boxes, unite them, and welcome the world to Darkseid, because, interesting thing about Steppenwolf, he's actually Darkseid's uncle, but he works for Darkseid because Darkseid is the most powerful It's like creature. LMFAO. Really? What the band, it? that's an uncle and nephew. Really? For, starting from Party Rockin'? What? Yeah. Oh, that's so The guy that wore the glasses was the nephew, and the guy with the long hair was the uncle. Oh, that's so bizarre. Once you once you see that, you can't unsee it, because you can tell there's an age difference oh, after my. you look. I had no idea. That's interesting. Fun fact. Indeed, very fun fact. Um, So, yeah, Seven Wolf trying to find the planet for Darkseid and trying to conquer it for him with the mother boxes. So, I think first and foremost, Davis, let's talk about the length, right? This is the big... The big thing that came out once uh, it was decided what the movie would be, Zack Snyder was like, I'm going to make it four hours, break it up into six chapters. A lot of complaints about the length. Davis, you had some of them. Why don't you talk about that for a second? Look, I I think it was a good movie. I think what it was doing was good. 
However, I think it could have been a three and a half hour movie. Yeah, I but, agree. You know, I, I, people have been saying they're like, if he's gonna give it to us, go ahead and give it all. I, I agree with and that. I think it's fine that it was four hours. So that's that was my point. Is that I. I personally, I don't have a problem with the movie's length as long as I don't feel like I'm having my time wasted, you know? like uh, Yeah, I didn't feel like I was exactly. having my time wasted either. It was just like, it was so long. Yeah, the, no, there, like, there oh were the God. occasional scenes that were stretched out, some slow-mo that could have been cut down. You could have cut it down to maybe 345, maybe 330. However, I've binge-watched shows in days before, so I never have a problem yeah, with I, it. Yeah, I've done two in the past yeah, exactly. week. So, so. That, that was my thing. Is like I don't have an issue with it because I've done it before. And well, look, here's the thing, though. When you're watching a show... Like I watched the People versus OJ Simpson in one day. Yeah, ten hours of ten hours of show. I finished it at midnight. It's really good. Check it out if you like crime shows. It's very good. Also finished True Detective in a day. Ah, in the crime show business. Maybe about crime movie podcast. Speaking of that, um, Matthew McConaughey talks to do a Time to Kill sequel. Apparently, interesting. So yeah, that that just reminded me of that. Um, okay, so with the People versus OJ Simpson, good show. Check it out. Also watched True Detective. So maybe a crime movie episode, like I was maybe, saying. Maybe. maybe so. Who knows? There's a lot of crime movies, though. It's a popular genre. It is, indeed. Indeed. We have to break it down to a couple of Also watch Training Day. So oh, that could Lord. go in there. I mean, it definitely could, possibly. Training but anyway, okay, okay. point. But look, but here's the thing with the, with the shows like that, with the crime shows or with shows in general, like, they, they usually don't have as much pacing issues. I mean, they do, of course. Like, there's slow parts in TV shows, but, like, you're watching one continuous four-hour movie, and there's a... Five, there's like a three minute slow motion scene that's followed up by a quick fight scene that I mean that's just jarring I, Zack Snyder loves his slow-mo and they look great don't get me wrong slow-mo's cool but it's a novelty that you can't overdo like the slow-mo guys on YouTube they're cool I don't watch them anymore the novelty wore out on me we get it you're doing slow-mo things I will say that's one thing is this is this is Zack Snyder's movie, and this is the idea that you know he had the he had the blank check, he had seventy million dollars to finish this movie and to put it all out there. HBO Max, W Warner Brothers did not give him a limit, so he went all four hours. He did everything, and this is a movie very much filled with the Zack Snyder isms. If you didn't like Three Hundred, you will not like this movie. I'm going to be honest. I like Three Hundred, and I personally don't really have much of a problem with Zack with Zack Snyder's style. His slow mo gets a bit ridiculous. There's one scene where Hippolyta goes to. Um, give the mother box to one of the Amazons on a horse, and her run is in slow-mo for no reason. Like, I get it. It's to add tension. The, the thing is that, you know, that scene, uh, Hippolyta goes underneath, like, a crashing door, which they do in slow-mo, that's fine, because that's an intense scene. Then the, it's like the slow-mo setting got left on, on accident. And I'm like, I don't really understand why they did that. But that's an example. But honestly, that's one of the only few problems I have with this movie. This movie, in my opinion, does so many things right that it makes up for... The uh, mistakes, especially because the mistakes are not so glaring. There's not a lot to me that stands out on first watch that is like, wow, this is bad. There's a few scenes that go a bit long, sure, and one or two jokes that don't land as much, maybe. Like the one joke when Batman and Wonder Woman touch hands at the computer board. It's kind of funny, and I being... I didn't mind that joke. I, I, gr I Honestly, I just thought it was a bit awkward, but it's supposed to be, so I guess it's okay. I just, I personally liked it a bit because it also leans into the... So there was this Just League cartoon in the early 2000s, and in that, Batman and Wonder Woman very clearly are hinted at a relationship the entire well, time. Well, I think that's probably what they're setting yeah, no, up. That, that, that's, that's what it was. Because that was, that's that's that like. was going to happen in the original four-movie Justice League. I believe League, so, I yes. Uh, and then it was going to be... Actually, I saw this earlier. Superman's son in that was going to become the new Batman. Whoa. Something crazy like that. I, honestly, I respect it for going outside the box because, you know, so many movies nowadays are inside, you know, they're just... They're keeping it too simple, and I, honestly, that's one of the things I really liked about Zach's movies, that they're different, and they don't hesitate to be for the sake of it. 
And it's not so much about subverting as much as about not wanting to be in the mold. And that's a sort of different mindset than just deliberately wanting to mess in people's heads. But yeah, I mean, just to get right down to it, I think all the characters are great in this movie. I really do. I don't think, you know, I don't think there's one that, like, really gets outshined above the rest. Like, you know, there's not, or not, not outshined, the opposite. One who, like, you know, all six and eventually uh, seven, technically, with Martian Manhunter. Um, cause that's the, the original tagline was unite the seven actually, which is like, Oh, that's interesting. Cause who's the seven, but they all fill their roles perfectly. And I think they all have their great moments. You know, Aquaman who didn't have a lot to do in the original has a lot more to do and has a lot more character development. Also his scenes in Atlantis with Willem Dafoe and Mira are a lot better. I like that. They brought Willem Dafoe in. I like that. They brought it's, him in. There's still, I think that I feel like there's still a timeline issue there because Aquaman is after justice league. That's true. So, and it's and when him and Volko, yeah, I kept saying Volvo, Volko, in the bullpen. Yeah. <laughs> but they're they're talking like because in the uh, spoilers for Aquaman, but I don't care. Spoilers here they are. Uh, like him and Volko train. Uh, he trained with Volko when he was a kid. So like that's where he gets all his training. But then like they talk like they didn't train, but you know that. Well, I know they did. And then also he hadn't. He has not been to Atlantis until Aquaman, and that's the first time he goes to Atlantis. And they actually say, and I'm glad that Volko comes like, you should come home to Atlantis. He's like, I don't want to. I'm glad they put that in, because in the original Justice League, I know we're not supposed to be talking about differences, but I'm about to. He was like, they took the box from Atlantis, but it wasn't Atlantis, and they actually touched on that in this one. And I also think they they uh, fixed it, the the issues. And even more, they even set up why it was so unguarded because they mentioned that Orm was waging a war on the surface and didn't care about the mother box, which was, that was a perfect, you know, 10 second line from Mira that was just, I mean, I thought it was perfect. That's exactly the kind of setup that you need. Just that little bit. Because I remember thinking to myself in the movie, I was like, wait a minute, how'd they steal it? How'd he get it so easily? And I'm like, oh, wait a minute. And then you also get how Steppenwolf gets the information from an Atlantean, which I'm like, okay, that's cool too. That was kind of that's kind of a weird. I don't like that spider thingy. That well, that's uses. you know, but they, these are the they they are technically the new gods. That kind of tech and stuff like that. Is I know, but it's parameters. just it just feels like feels too convenient. Too, uh, like a, like oh, a, you're not gonna tell me? I'll use my magic spider. Yeah. Why even ask him in the first yeah. place? Just put the magic spider thingy on him. That. Literally shows their thoughts. It's like it's like chaos walking. Well, because because as you like saw, Tom Holland. No, because as you saw later, um, when they are interrogating the people at underneath Gotham Harbor, he puts it on some dude's head. Yeah, but he didn't know what it was. Exactly. So I think that's why they ask first is because it's not. It can sometimes not be so reliable, and it could produce you nothing. So well, no, it could. It is reliable, but that janitor had no idea where the box was. True, but I feel like it's also. I don't know. The janitor had no idea because because Silas had taken it yeah. and put it in the house and then Cyborg buried it. Yeah, no, I know. So he I has just, no idea. I just think yeah, I mean, he didn't even know what a mother box was. But the Atlantean knew what a mother box was and where it was. You just got destroyed, kid. Hey, stop it, stop it. But I just think, I mean, but yeah, I think it, Aquaman's much better in this movie. That's where I that's agree. where we started on. this. I agree. Yeah, no, I, I think I think he really has a lot more to do. He and honestly, all of his best moments, with the exception of maybe the t- scene when he sits on the lasso in the original, I'm I'm glad they took that out. Yeah, it was. It, it would was, not have fit the theme of this at all. I agree, this movie's I agree. a lot more dreary. I think that's okay. That's a Zack Snyder say, movie. And honestly, it works because it still has the lighthearted moments. He still has them. He still has that insane surfboarding and a parademon through a building, and the, which I thought was just a really cool scene, just a really cool idea. But I mean, just everything. There's so many great scenes. Oh. The scene when Flash uh, stops the debris from hitting the group of scientists and like just the flashing as you—that was so cool. That, like, I, like I, you know, 
this is a movie for my child for my childhood. All these characters I grew up with, I was hyped the whole time. But like that literally had me. Flash go, is one wow. of my favorites. I'd say like, Flash is top five for me. Flash is dope. He's great. He Flash is. One Paradox one of my favorite superhero movies. And I think he's great in this as well. I think he's just he's just as funny as you want him to be. Not too funny. Not too much on the nose. And also he has a lot more to do, which we'll get into that because he has he's the key to this movie. I, oddly enough, the first time we ever no, saw no, no, the no. Flash, he's talking about Lois being the key, but he Cyborg's I, the key to this movie. Him I, and talking, Cyborg. I'm talking, yeah, I was talking plot wise. He and Cyborg. No, yes, yeah, Cyborg is the key to this. He movie. and Cyborg. Are the and the original plan was that uh, they were Cyborg be in, yeah. is the backbone to this movie, and the heart of the movie is what Zach also called him as well. But then Josh Whedon's like, yep. "Sorry, can't take yeah. me out, Ray Fisher." Not to mention, um, I just sorry, we're just jumping all around, but there's just so much to unpack with this four-hour movie i think just everything's just so much more fleshed out like the flat like that origin with iris iris west who she's not named but that is in fact iris west and he saves her from a car crash and then going to see his dad which that's one thing is that i noticed is that the you know the scene with his dad is a great somber scene because it sets it up that you know this is a serious character he's gonna be making jokes but you know where he's coming from is a very serious point. and that the dad's actually not coming back for the flash unfortunately movie. billy which, crudup He's great casting. I wish I wish you would. He's good. But, he was, you know. I was wa- first time I watched the Justice League for the first time last week. And I was like, where have I seen this actor? He is the lawyer in Spotlight. If you've seen that. Oh yeah, that's right. He's the Wait, one no, he, that's yeah, like yeah, 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 he's yeah. the one that's like, sorry, yeah. I can't tell you anything. The, folks. the not so nice one. Um, yeah, that's right. And he's in a lot of other things too. Um, that's what I knew. Him but from, yeah, though. that's great. I think, I you know I think f- the Flash has some great moments. Now we're gonna get actually you know what? forget it. We're gonna start with this point first actually. Ray Fisher is incredible. Ah, I agree. I mean, how have people not discovered this guy yet? He was on He's... True Detective Season 3 with Mahershala Ali. Really? Yep. That's where they got this him is, from, But I'm this was sure. his first movie credit. But actually. I think he was on... Was he? No, he wouldn't have been because True Detective... Yeah, this yeah. I guess is his this first This is his first, movie, his first like, Probably, non-theater maybe, maybe performance. Like theater. Yeah, he was, yeah. yeah, he's a theater actor. I mean, he's unbelievable in this whole movie. Everything he does just knocks it out of the park. And I'm going to address something here. People are criticizing. I've seen people criticize the cyborg CGI. And here's my issue. CGI in that complex of a state is not going to look that great. And additionally, CGI never looks good next to the real thing. And cyborg is one of the most complicated things to CG because you have his real face right there to compare. And CGI is not going to look good. That's why all CGI villains like Thanos looked great because there's not a comparison. But when Thanos was near like Thor... And they were close together. He did not look nearly as good. That's how it works because CGI will never master the real thing as it stands right now. So naturally, Cyborg is going to look rather rubbery and CG because he's right next to his face, and that's Ray Fisher's face actually there. So I think that's I think where they put the, like a green screen thing on. Yes, exactly. And I know what that, you said. Yes. Oh, sorry, I didn't. Hear you. No, no, I didn't. I didn't say that, but I was. I okay. was going to mention that. But that's the idea is that you know it's not going to look great, and I think it still looks I good. Think it looks good. I think this. I think they could have designed it. I think they should have like left his arm there at least. Actually, no, because he, no, I think it's actually I'm fine. I just changed yeah. my mind right there. It's then. it's a, it's a different interpretation of the cyborg character because normally cyborg has more humanoid parts than his face. But usually his arms are still there, or like part of his arms yeah. are still there, but his legs are usually gone. Yeah, like but, the Teen Titans one. Yeah, it's his face you can see is like his upper arm. Yep. on each side, and that's really it. But I honestly, I'm fine with this one. I'm fine with the new interpretation on. It. I think it looks good. I think it's. Uh, I mean, again, I'm just I'm just fine with it. I think it fits. I think it also makes the I'm a monster storyline work a bit better yes. when he is nothing. He literally is nothing other than his face. They did you notice that they took out? Remember the line in the Justice League? Have you watched it recently? Uh, not in a while, but I probably I might remember. But there was a line where like 
Silas walks in and Cyborg's standing there and he's like, it was something like, he says something like, something monster. And then Silas is like, why would you say that? You're not a monster. He goes, funny that you thought it was me. They took that out of this one. I don't remember it being in this, the it, Snyder Cut. It wasn't, but they also had a that thing where cool he said, uh, he, he, where Silas mentions monster or whatever, and he said, uh, Cyborg says, like, you would know because you're so great at making them or something I like that. I think they should have switched those lines out. I like the other one better because it, I mean, like, they both show disdain for his father, but, like, one is obviously much more disdain than the other. Yeah, I, th- I think it. And I, I think I think either I think line would work in that place. Zach, in this context, did not want it to be an idea that, because um, that that is very much trying to. Okay, so eventually Cyborg grows to accept himself, right? Yes, yes. Like that that we see at the end. At the end, he t- he literally like there's a speech from his dad because his dad speaks him on a recording because Cyborg won't talk to Silas, which is again I think their dynamic is really good. Um, can't remember his name, but he played Miles Dyson in Terminator. Who is who? Can you Google who played Silas for a second? Because like he and Ray Fisher have incredible chemistry throughout the whole time. It works very well. But anyway, as I was saying, just figure out who it was. I'm working on it. I'm working on it. Anyway, um, can't give so more than a second. I just like you start. You stop typing the looks. So I was curious. But anyway, so Cyborg has this moment at the end when when Silas is speaking Joe on the Morton. tape. Ah, that's right, Joe Morton. So. Cyborg, Silas, or b- played by Joe Morton, speaking on the tape. 73. Wow. Looks good for 73, too. He's also, again, if, if you may, you haven't seen Terminator 2, but most people literally I've seen call Terminator. Have? You're out of your mind thinking I haven't seen Terminator 2. I, you just didn't comment you seen on Robocop? the Robocop? You didn't comment on, yes. You okay, didn't good. comment on the Miles Dyson thing for a second, so I was wondering if you had. I haven't, but, seen, um, I haven't seen it in a while. He was in movie. Eureka. Yeah. That was a good show. Um, But anyway, as I was saying, sorry, we're going all over the place here. Um, Cyborg has this moment where he accepts himself at the end of the movie. And in the Whedon cut, that line is essentially trying to tie a bow on that and say, oh, he's fine with himself. He just believes that his father's the monster. But this one, in Snyder Cut, it plays more as resentment that he's a monster that his father created and his father made him one. And that's why the, the, like, that line of, I think I was talking about you, doesn't work within the entire context okay, of their true. story. I, like, I, I thought that was a I cool like line. line. I like the line, too. It's one of my few really good moments from the original uh, 2017 version. But... It doesn't fit in within the context of his arc because that's like because that that was clearly the way that Weed and them tied that off quickly because it was only a two hour movie. Which, by the way, it's important to mention that rumors say that Warner Brothers mandated that it had to be a two hour movie, so it's not all on Josh Whedon. He still has his fair share of blame, and we'll get into that a bit more because, as I mentioned, the jokes landing and there being less jokes. There's also not the ridiculous scene where the Flash would f- fell on Wonder Woman's chest, which again, important fact that I remembered. Gal Gadot refused to film that scene because she thought it was stupid Rightfully and also so degrading, and they scene. had to use a stunt double instead. And that's easily, in my opinion, the worst part of the original 2017 Justice League. That part is removed completely from the Snyder Cut. And also, instead, the, the Flash joke about brunch that always annoyed yep, me. Yep, that's horrible. What's instead, the deal with brunch? Instead, you get a lot more of Flash is the fish out of water type jokes, which are a lot funnier, and they land better. Like the scene when... Um, somebody said how he they go into the secret layer and he's like this looks like such a dump from the outside and that was like a joke about the Flash discovering that people had secret layers that because his was just put together by its scrap but Bruce I, Wayne you know puts bat caves yeah. in anything I and think the I don't know if Josh Whedon did this joke I just want to say a joke one? I like real quick the one where they're talking to the Commissioner Gordon and then all the other superheroes leave and he's yeah that was, that, the was in the Snyder, that was in the Snyder Cut I know it was but like. No, but jo- oh, jo- Snyder, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's it's all Zack Snyder's work. I, uh, he would not. Yeah, yeah. yeah, no. So that that That's was a good. That was a good joke. That was a perfect because that it's was funny. The fish out of water joke that 
people like because that's you know that's what made people so endeared to Tom Holland's Spider-Man and Captain America Civil War onward because he was the fish out of water. He was a teenage kid. The Flash is he just got out of college because he has the criminal uh, criminology degree. So he's just out of college. He's trying to hold these jobs. He is a kid next to Batman, Superman. Aquaman, Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman's a million years old at this point. Not actually, but Three, you know. 5,000. Yeah, that's right. Like that. That's right. That's right, because they even make a joke about Flash's like, yeah. I think she would go for a younger guy and Cyborg's like, which, by the way, Flash and Cyborg, it's, I remember when they announced this Flash and Cyborg movie, people were like, why? Like, well, what's the point? They're, they have such good chemistry. I've seen such people say that they had bad chemistry, which I disagree what? with. I disagree with. <laughs> I but I, I think they had good chemistry. Probably the best between two characters in the movie. I, I would say they they have two of the best. I think also like even I, I'm even counting yeah. Lois and Superman. Yeah. I think Flash and Cyborg have better chemistry. Flash and than Cyborg that. great. I think also one of my favorite scenes is before that joke. They even mention how they're deliberately going to slowly dig up Superman's grave rather than use yeah. their superpowers to it because to be respectful. That's just a cool. Again, you didn't have to do that. You didn't have to, but that's a cool detail that adds some depth to them and adds some depth to the scene. But again, their moments there are great. I think. You know, the fact that at the end of the movie, the key is Cyborg locking into the mother box and the Flash sparking him. They are the, they are the, the thing is people complain that Zack did not set up these characters well enough, which is fair. And I think I agree in part because the reality is if this movie had released in theaters, it wouldn't have been four hours. It would have been maybe three hours, maybe. I'm not sure what he Well, look, here's that. the thing. He put it in 4.3 for a reason. That's an IMAX. Yeah. That's an IMAX type. And he also plans to, re- he hopes to release it theatrically. That'd be dope. I'd see it. Go back. Look, I'd go to see it in theaters. Look, I, I'm about to watch it again tonight with some other friends, and I might be burnt out on it because eight hours of movie. Yeah. It's a lot. It's a lot. But it's fun. It, it It is a fun movie. I really did enjoy the whole thing. But, like, I had to stop at three hours and, like, get up. I, I like, I got up. I don't have much room to go anywhere in my apartment. So I got up, like, Walked to my bathroom just to like stand there in a different room so I couldn't like see my living room. And I went and laid on my bed and just got on TikTok for like twenty yeah. minutes and then I started watching it again. But I I'd go see it in theaters. I, I think just I'd, for the experience. I might go honestly. see it. I haven't seen an IMAX movie in a while. Yeah, I would go see an IMAX just for the experience of it. And honestly, people had issue with the four three ratio. I wouldn't find I was fine I like with four the three ratios. Yeah, I was fine. A I ghost like taller screen. A ghost story? It's in four three? It is in four three. Ah, Amazing interesting. movie. Interesting. Love that movie, it's one of my favorites. Check it out. The There's a lot of good works. movies in fourth. Yeah, three. I think I think people were too worried about the black bars. I thought it was fine. I liked the taller image. I thought it was cool. I I liked how it felt because you could tell that's how Zach meant to film it because pe- they're actually going to be adding that to a new remastered version of Batman vs Superman Ultimate Edition, and it really fills in the scenes well. And, and also, people that. saying that it, it doesn't cut off the sides; it extends the top because yeah. widescreen it just stretches it. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, exactly. No, mo- most films have most to be people film in four three. Yeah, exactly. For it to be taller. Well, yeah, most directors film. That's the thing is, most directors will film in IMAX because IMAX cameras are so great. But they'll just format it later in post. Which yeah, is no how you cut do. off. So, like, I remember this is not this is not the same at all. But like the Simpsons, originally there's it's it's like not four three, but it's taller than when Disney than when Disney Plus put it on. They it cut it down on the tops, so you'd miss visual jokes all the time. Really? Yeah, there was like like jokes for like the names on signs you'd miss because Disney like edited. Like they don't think they did it intentionally, but like they made it short yeah. on the top and wider on the side. Fascinating. I don't know that. I don't think Simpsons in four three or anything. But yeah, like, yeah. That, that's kind of the. Similar I get what you thing. mean. I get what you mean. But yeah, I think that you know, I think I was fine with what that. What Simpsons is in four three? Whoa! It's not. That was Z- crazy. That inspired Zack Snyder's entire career was growing up watching the Simpsons. Oh, oh my gosh, that was um, good. Man, I mean, look, I just. But we were just talking about what were we, we going to say real quick? Actually? I was just, like, 
You know, it's four hours, it's a bit long, but man, every minute feels like it's used to add something to the um, the flashback that adds David Thewlis as Ares instead to uh, then get some continuity there, who also has a cool moment where he's the guy that brings down Darkseid, which, you know, makes you think, oh man, he's really powerful, which sets up Wonder Woman as well a bit. And also, that incredible scene with that lady that Cyborg wired the money to where he's watching her. I like that, that scene. That was so... How, why did you cut that? That was such a good scene. It that shows was, how connected he was to the internet. He is the internet, kind of. And and also, like, so that actress actually tweeted that she didn't have access to the Snyder Cut, so she wanted to know if she was in it. So she went on Twitter and said, hey, guys, um, just let, I'm not able to watch the Snyder Cut right now. Let me know if I was in I was cut out of the weed and cut. And then, like, Henry Cowell tweeted her and stuff. And, like, and Ray Fisher tweeted That's about dope. it. That's it was, so cool. It was really That's cool. So cool. Really cool moment yesterday, which I got to say, Twitter's a normally not so great place. Yesterday was just it was just a fun environment because these are people have been waiting for this movie for years. I remember when people started first talking about the Snyder Cut, but I do want to say something real quick. I have a question for you. So with the Snyder Cut coming out, there's been a lot of directors in the past because studios are infamous infamous yeah. for meddling. Miramax was one of the biggest ones that did that. Yeah. Harvey Weinstein, terrible guy. And uh, I'd also say uh, not that good of a producer. Yeah. I think he kind of got lucky with the movies he chose. Yeah, he chose no. Good Will Hunting just because he was the only one that actually read the script. That That's just a that's just a quick anecdote for you. But, like, he'd meddle all the time. Like, he was probably, like, one of the ones I know the most for meddling. And obviously a lot. they Studios do it all the time because they're trying to play to these, to, like, uh, studio, not studio audiences, uh, um, Studio executives? Yeah, studio executives, but also they have, like, uh, uh, focus groups. Yeah. Focus groups that don't really, like, bad focus groups. Yeah. And they'll, they'll freak out really easily, and they'll change it all. But I kind of I was kind of going on a tangent there for a second. But the Snyder Cut opens up. Is that what you you were getting The out? Snyder Cut, do you think there's going to be more directors? Like, the Fantastic Four, what was his name? David, Josh Trank. Josh Trank, he was like... David Ayer's the Suicide Squad guy that you yeah, were and Josh Trank was like, I have my own cut of Fantastic Four that's good, I swear. I don't think it is. But I think... Michael B. Jordan is ah oh, crap. I did this last week too. I keep forgetting he was Killmonger. Yeah, he yeah. can't be the Human Torch. Exactly, he can't be. But yeah. like multiverse though, but you never know. Nah, it's not gonna happen. Yeah, I know. but still, do you think this could happen more often now? I don't know. I think the Snyder Cut was a unique movement. I also think it helps that Warner Brothers then you know the movie failed and the movies after it were not succeeding either. You know they messed up wholesale. This is not a movie that succeeded and just could succeed more with a director's cut. And I think, you know, it's a unique movement, you know, $500,000 for the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. You're not going to see that everywhere. You're not. I mean, it, it was unlike anything we've seen. It was a cultural movement, which is why I insist on most people watching this film, just because it's like a cultural piece. It's like a, it's like a, a moment. When they're teaching, like, movie classes in the future, this will be like an historical event they touch on because of how it changed the way studios think and how it goes against the mold and goes against the grain. I think it could. I don't know. It depends on for the first question is will Warner Brothers greenlight a sequel because I think they will. I'm be honest, I think they need to and I think they should. I think this movie there's it left me wanting more. It did. Well, there's still the issues with Henry Cavill may not be returning as Superman. That seems a lot of these people are. Ben very Affleck exhausted. said he's not going to. I think Ben Affleck might because yeah. he did keep in the scenes that you like the scene with Martian Manhunter at the end, like the last scene. He was a lot skinnier. I could tell that was a reshoot, and he just seemed not into it. Like he, like I'm not saying he looks like exhausted, he, but he had, just he looked like he was a little worse for wear. He's had a rough patch. He, you know, he was he was a career actor that got his big break as playing one of the most power, 
like popular characters of all time. It goes south with a lot of negative uh, approval, and then his wife divorces him. He's had a very rough time. Oh, no. Uh, I think think the positive reception of the Snyder Cut could draw him and Henry Cavill back. For example, Henry Cavill was famously at, surprised a... uh, a, a watch party that Zack Snyder held to watch Man of Steel and then, like, was there t- for them to r- reveal they were doing the Snyder Cut. So I think he's been very involved, and he had this very heartfelt tweet about it um, yesterday. I think Ben Affleck's a bit up in the air, but I think Henry Cavill would probably be down because, again, he's a younger actor, and this is, you know, I mean, I think he was great in, uh, in Justice League. I think even though he showed up for a very brief time, that's the thing. Superman has a limited role. But I'm fine with it. And I think that scene in the field with Lois and his mom was awesome. I think You're talking about scene... Snyder Cut or Justice yeah, League? Yeah, Snyder Cut. Okay, you Not... said Justice League. I oh, was like... Zack Snyder's Justice League. Sorry, yeah. Um, and I think that scene when he goes back to his ship and gets the black suit was really cool as well. Why did, and... why did he choose the black suit? So that's suit? one thing. One of the issues I was going to bring up is that the black suit is a iconic part cool. of the yeah. Death of Superman arc. And it's actually a healing suit, but they don't mention that instead. Well, you did hear Jor-El, the... though. You did. You did. I was kind of. Who's who was who did uh, voice? Russell Crowe. Oh, they you played him. Yeah. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. That's I haven't seen him. Man of Steel in so oh, long. Oh, it's so good. You must watch it. But I know. I've seen it. I just haven't seen it in a while. That's why. Um. That's why the normally wear the black suit. This they didn't mention it, but I'm okay with that. It's cool. It's a cool idea. It really st- sticks to the comic roots in a sense. I still think there's a lot of stuff they have they have to mention about Superman. Yeah. Like how he's powered by a yellow sun. Or whatever. I, think, hasn't, I don't think that's been mentioned. I think they'll describe. Well, 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 how's he going to know that? How would he know? But they figure. How do they know that in the comic? They figure out because the they comic, go to. But apocalypse. he gets blown up by the nuke. No, because because they because they go because they go to a place without a yellow sun and he loses his powers. Okay, so yeah. Like Apocalypse, for example, I don't believe has one. So that's one one of the ways. When he gets blown up by the nuke, I feel like that was maybe. Oh, I can't remember. I don't, I'm not going to get into it because I'm not a Superman expert. Clearly not. <laughs> okay, Alex, calm down over there. But a couple more things. Um, yeah, the. Fl- so Steppenwolf, significantly better. I think he looks better. He looks. Some people said the design looked stupid. Also, I saw somebody say yesterday that um, Ben Affleck and Jared Leto are two terrible actors, and I thought that was a bit absurd because they're both historically good actors. Depending mm, on Ben Affleck, not historically. He has like, lately. He has like two phases. Name five movies that he's like Oscar worthy in. Not everybody's Oscar. No. Okay. Name has. five movies that he's like. Like he's like the, the best actor in it. The town. Okay, the town. He's pretty good in Gone Girl. Yeah, Argo. Argo. What'd you say? Argo, the one that he directed. Oh, Argo. I thought you said won. Fargo. I was like, no, he's no, no, not no, no. Fargo. Um, Will Hunting. Yeah, I would say Batman. I'd say Batman versus. Okay, he's great. That's five. Spe- yeah, so I mean, but that's- like that's his whole. He's done like probably like a hundred movies. Not a hundred. He's done a lot of movies because there was a phase where he was just taking any check that they brought. That's him. Arm- that's Pearl Harbor, Armageddon. Armageddon. Yeah. That was uh, a rough patch. That was a rough patch. That was a rough patch. I like but, Ben Affleck. I don't think he's near as good of an actor as Casey. Casey blows him out of the water in every way, shape, and form. Wow. Casey Affleck is... I'm sorry, Ben, if you're listening to this. Kate, your brother Casey's a better actor. Casey stirs emotions in me watching him act. Ben Affleck cannot do that. Good Lord. No, I mean, like, no, that, that didn't I even know. sound weird, but, like... No, I know. I like, know. Casey can win an Oscar. I think Ben, on his best day, could be, like... I don't even know if he could be nominated. I think he'd be nominated. Possibly, possibly. But anyway, yeah, Steppenwolf, I think he looks better. I think his motivation is better. But rather than the mother boxes being mother and his mythical thing, he's weird. doing it all for Dark Side, Mother's which is a lot talking better. talking to me. I like that. I just, I just think it's – also, he's much more menacing. Like, the fact that in the original one, um, they 
the Amazons lock him in that chamber and he just cuts away. I hated this one, that. They he knock it off up. a cliff That's and awesome. he shoots out like a demon. And, and that makes awesome. more sense for why he's jumping in the air. Exactly. Also, I will say, I like the blood splatters. It, it, they made it rated R. Did, did you not notice that? When he goes with the axe, there's blood everywhere. Oh, I do remember that, yeah. I like it a lot better. I think it just... It just, cause one I'm, thing just, I'm I, just so used to blood splatters, yep. I didn't really notice. One thing that bothers me with comic book movies is that there isn't that. Like, Iron Man's arc reactor weapons just punch people. They don't cut through you when they probably should, right? And I think this is a lot better. Because or, yeah, like, or Captain America will hit someone with his sharp shield, and they'll just be like, oh, exactly. I'm knocked out. Or, like, Thor will strike a million people with lightning, and they'll just be, like, smoking. Like, they're not scorched. Like, I'm... Look, I, DC's the adult Marvel. Yeah. It all, DC's always been the... DC's always been greener Yeah, the darker, darker. Ma- always, Marvel. Always has been. And it always, I think it will be and continues to be. And I, I, I like it because if Seppel's wielding this massive axe, yeah, he's going to cut some people in half. That's how it goes. And I'm fine with it. I thought it was cool. I thought it was, a, you know, it's not something you normally see, and I liked it. I did. And I think just his motivations are better. Also, I think his ending is better. The fact that they chopped his head off and sent it back to Darkseid was really cool. I didn't expect him to, like, I thought that the things jutting out of his head were just his helmet. I'm not sure how I feel about that being part of his, I guess he's an alien. I don't know, I'm still thinking about that. I guess it ma- makes more sense than him having, like, a human-shaped head, because he's not a human. Yeah. He looks like a human in the other one. It's just like oh, a man, weird he, look, he is like a human. Well, in the though. comics, he is a human. Or like he looks like it. he has a beard, bro. It depends. It's crazy. Yeah, no, it, de- it depends. On I the didn't know that. I- I'm fine with him being a more monster. Oh, I-, is- I am too. I think he looks awesome. Yeah. In this. The-, the suit's awesome. How it like moves and stuff. Oh yeah, and the suit chopping off the arrows that he got shot with is really cool. I think he looks dope. And it like the suit moves like yeah. depending on his mood. I guess. It- yeah. No, it moves depending on like the, the, like the if danger. they're under attack yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah, it's, it's cool. very very cool. I thought it was just awesome. I like he just looks great and his motivation is a lot better. Again. It- Fits a lot better that he's doing it for Darkseid because it's not some mother box thing. It's the fact that Darkseid is going to snap in half. And again, and the anti life equations there. That, <laughs> that was cool. I didn't I expect that. I didn't know how. I thought, but my biggest confusion, I thought Darkseid imprinted that earlier when he had, but I realized actually after watching again that Steppenwolf found it instead because the mother boxes showed it to him, which is cool. But that was a cool Easter egg because the anti life equation is. For comic book people who know it, that's like Darkseid's big M.O. That's what he's going for, and that's what he actually uses to take over Superman in certain comic book interpretations. Um, it's just like a math formula that lets yeah. you control people. Yeah, exactly. And I think it's just, that was cool. Just the motivation set up well. I think the fight scenes were better. I really liked uh, how he kept taunting Wonder Woman with the Amazons and how he... Did not like the Amazonian because he had fought, you know, Darkseid had fought them before. They had actual beef with them before, which I liked that. I did. Um, there's just a lot to like with this movie. It's fun. It's enjoyable. But it's also serious and dark when it needs to be. It doesn't hold back when it wants to. It Again, so they basically, Superman comes back and slices off part of Steppenwolf's head. And then they throw him back to Darkseid. Well, no, and Wonder before Woman's, that, okay. before that, they lose. That's right. And that, then Flash. No, no, he, he already no, he already chops off part of his head first, and then the thing blows up. Does it? Yeah. Because Superman's beating him down, and then they look and realize that the mother boxes have unified. No, 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 no. No, no. Yeah, that, no that, I just watched it. That's what happens. Are you sure? Yes. I'm positive. Okay, you're positive. Because yeah, you Steppenwolf's getting beat down, and then Darkseid opens through the boom tube, and they're like, oh, he's here. And then it explodes. But the, yeah, but then Flash it previewed to his own movie. Where I think they said the plot was going to be Flashpoint. That's what they've been planning, but nobody really knows what it's going to be. I, now. I think they should wait for that. But personally. I think they should too. But yeah, so the Mother Box actually unified because Flash, who's trying to build up a charge to allow Cyborg to connect with the Mother Box and shut it down, 
actually uh, gets tripped up and isn't able to do it. He so gets they lose. shot. Yeah, he does. And he has to heal. It shows his healing factor as well, which is cool. Which is cool, indeed. And Flash they lose, point. and it blows up and kills everybody. But then he is able to actually turn back time in an incredible scene where he's like speaking directly to his dad in case he doesn't make it. The music is swelling. By the way, Junkie XL, oh my gosh. What? I had some issues with the music. What? The, oh, okay. Oh, no. the, okay, yeah, like, that... I had subtitles on it. Described as lamentation, like lamenting, lamentation yeah. music. Oh, too much. Too yeah, much. Yeah, it was played too much. But I think they should thought... have left it to like three places. The the running scene, uh, maybe like, I think they played it when Superman came back. That would have been a good spot. And maybe the end. But like they played it every chance. They, get. they played it the Wonder Woman bomb scene. They played it every chance they get. They play, I got over it. Yeah. I was over they, it. Other than that, though, I think the rest of the score is perfect. I think I think the main Just League theme is perfect. I think the incorporation of Wonder Woman's guitar theme, which is, I mean, it's great. Yeah, exactly. That was on TikTok for a while, and for some reason, I thought that was from The Incredibles. And oh. then I watched, and then I watched oh, Just League. Lord. I was like, "What? That's Wonder Woman." Oh my lord! Unbelievable. Or I watched Batman v Superman. But that was great. Um, and I think you know the music swelling as Flash turned back time to save the day, and then. Uh, but nobody, rec- I was kind of hoping like Superman would be like, did you turn back time? Like, I know he wouldn't be able to tell, but like, I was just hoping somebody would like acknowledge it. Yeah, but I think maybe it's something that he, like they're going to figure out later and they'll be like, wait a minute. Like, you know, because the way it works is that Batman knows because he figures that that can happen. And like, I think there's a hint where he's like, talks about how you're going to have to run so fast, but not turn back. He like says something about that. But I think it's the idea that Batman will be the only one that knows because he's the smartest guy in the room all the time. But everybody else is just I think oblivious. they, well, they're making the, the Robert Pattinson, Rob at Bat and Bat. Shout out to Mr. Sunday Movies. Listen to them. They're awesome. Great podcast. But we just, are we allowed to shout out another podcast on a podcast? I mean, I feel so. Love their podcast. It's awesome. But I hope that's going to be the long Halloween or whatever it is. Yeah, that's the idea. And it's, I hope they lean in because Batman is the world's greatest detective. But when in a movie has it really shown, besides when he gets a a, a a fingerprint off of a bullet in the Dark Knight Returns or whatever it is? I don't really understand how they did that, but you know. I hate that scene. It's so dumb. Fair like, I, I think the rest of school is like how he's shooting all that, but he's like, the fingerprint is on it. You can see it. That's dumb. Wouldn't happen. But I think they should lean into how he's the world's greatest detective. Also, That's insanely what, smart. Matt Reeves has said it's going to be like a neo-noir uh, film of those days. I like I to see Ben Affleck a bit. Batman Gone Girl? Oh, with whatever uh, Ross Al Ghul's daughter's name is? Nissa Al Ghul, actually. That's one of them. Um, one there's, of another, them. there's another one, too. I think it's oh, the other Talia one. Oh, Talia Al Ghul. Yeah, Talia. That's the other one. There's two. Sorry. Um, but, yeah, I just, I mean, there's so much to talk about. But, yeah, Flash turns back time, and then they're able to separate the mother boxes to which then Superman throws. So Darkseid opens up a boom tube to join, which boom tubes is how you, they transport in the DC universe. It's not like, you know, the portals that the Infinity Stones use in Marvel. This is a whole different thing. And... You can see into Apocalypse and see Darkseid. They then throw Steppenwolf back to uh, Darkseid, and then Wonder Woman chops and, his and head decide, off. And decide. Oh, yeah. How do you say it? And decide, I believe. Decide, okay. And then Wonder Woman chops his head off, and Darkseid, even though his uncle's dead, just steps on his head and snaps it in half, which is like, oh, oh, this means business. And then he says, we'll do it the old way, assemble the Legion, and then it's over. But then there's some epilogue stuff with... Um, Batman bu- buying the Hall of Justice, which is cool. Batman rebuying buying the farm back from the bank, which is a funny line that I'm glad that, that was the Zack Snyder because I think I it's funny. I think the fact that Batman's rich is a meme that now, and you might as well go with it. Because- oh, I just remember there was another part of music I didn't like. When he picks up the Flash, and there's the joke where he's like, what superpowers do you have, Batman? And he says, I'm rich. That's a good joke, but then it's like starts playing like, 
like synchronized music to him starting the car. I hated that. It was so it was dumb. Brought to you by Mercedes, obviously. <laughs> yeah. Like, Come on. It was, a bit, it was a bit much. It was a bit much there. I'll admit that. I'll admit that. But, but you were then, uh, you know, we got all that tied up. Um, Cyborg uh, begins to accept himself, which, again, he's the heart of the movie, and I just his character arc is so good. It's so, The flashback with his mom, the going to, like, that inner brain and seeing his parents and separating the boxes were so cool. They're going to have to make a Cyborg movie now. Will. If they don't, then that's I mean, Ray travesty. Fisher is red hot coming out of this movie. He had 50,000 tweets within a few hours about him, he is scorching off of this movie Great, because this yeah. performance was incredible. I mean, there's few comic book movies that the performances really stand out to me. You know, these movies are big superhero thrillers, epics. The actors themselves do not get to shine so much because of the scale. I think Endgame is an example of that because, you know, the scale of that movie, you don't really focus on the individuals so much, as much as you would in other movies. But in this, Ray Fisher, in this massive scale movie, he stands out in every scene. He's incredible. He's incredible, and they need to make the cyber move. But anyway, then we get to another dream sequence from Batman, which do you remember how he said it? He said it's almost like a premonition. Yeah, I remember that. But like, I was watching the movie, and he said that, and then like, I was getting, I, I was kind of getting tired of the movie. Not like tired of the movie, but like I'd been watching it for so long. Yeah. I was like, I got on Twitter about, I was looking about Joker, like when he was coming, and for some, I was like, did I miss it? I didn't yeah, realize I, I it was going to be the last I, yeah, scene. I didn't realize it was either because it was actually the, the, the only scene that was not part of the original shoots that they shot to add because in Zach's mind, despite the he knows one he knows two things. One, this is also a look at what he would have done. So if this is his last movie, we get to see it. And also, this is a great way to build hype because I'll be honest, I love the nightmare scene. I loved it. I loved the fact that Deathstroke is there. I love the fact that Mira is there. I think the flash in his soon-to-be future suit that we saw him go back and in BBS in, and, and that too, I think it's great. And I think the interaction with Joker and Batman is unbelievable. Also, Zach wrote the I'm entire scene. curse words than I thought there was going to be. True, but I mean, take the R rating and go with oh, it. Oh, yeah, not? yeah. I think Joe Manganiello is going to be a great Deathstroke also. I really, like, there's so many clear opportunities that were missed by this because now, you know, Ben Affleck and De and uh, Joe Manganiello had a Batman vs. Deathstroke movie written up. And then after all this, Ben Affleck's like, I'm not going to do it anymore. And I think Joe Manganiello is great. First of all, one of the things you always look at the comic movie is you look for a guy to fit the physique. You need an imposing villain. You can't have a guy be, you know, you don't want it to be like in Fast and Furious 5 when they have to stood Vin Diesel on a box next to The Rock so he didn't look so short next to him. But that's all a separate thing. Um, in this, Joe Manganiello, he fits the role. And also, he, in what lines he did, he's pretty good. I'm not going to lie. He's not a very... Like historically great actor, but he he big Star well. Wars fan. That guy is he? I don't know. I'm that. pretty sure he's been on a lot of Star Wars. He knows a lot. But I think Davis. What did you think of the nightmare scene? Uh, I I'm not sure if it was entirely necessary. But do you see why it was added? I, I know why it was necessary. I I know it why it was have added. Been the original 2007 or 17 movie, if that's any consolation. Well, I know that, but like I uh, I just felt like it was like they he wanted to put Joker in it. I liked the scene, but I didn't think it needed to be in there. I think I think considering the fact that you've got to get one, I mean I think coming out of this movie they well, need now to have to explain how Batman sees the future. Um, I would say maybe it's something to do and with... and that someone else has put him in his mind. What if, what if so, it's what if it's something to do with the Flash coming back in time and seeing him to where then like you know there's some sort of temporal after. Effect. Okay, you know I'm cool with that. I'll be okay. I'll be okay I, with I, that. I mean I don't know if that's Zach's plan, but s somebody send this to him because I, I think that'd be a cool idea because I think it you know it adds levels it adds you know, stakes to even going back in time, you know, cause you don't just tell people about the future. You can 
imprinted on them or whatever. And I think I'll quote that, that yeah. yeah, there you go. That's cool. You I should, mean, yeah, we could we should write it right now. I mean, honestly, I'm down. But I like just what a movie. Like I, I have one more thing to say. I had an issue with not that big. Go I don't ahead. really have much else to say after this. So Martian Manhunter, I think it was yeah. cool that he introduced him. I think it was cool that he impersonated Martha to get Lois kind of out of her shell again. However, However. I don't think they should have walked out and shown him turn or Martha turn it was into. Too, it was too. I think I, I was thinking about this earlier. How they could have done it? They could have done it like you see Martha walk out of frame, Martha. and then it. Yeah, Martha. It, he has not changed to Martian or whatever. You said Martha. That's why. Oh, saying. Martha. Yeah. <coughs> Excuse me. Yeah. Walk out of frame. Like it's still its face. It's in the hallway. She walks out of frame, and then it cuts to like the window, so you can see Lois kind of looking out the window, and you just kind of see whatever character he impersonates walk out. I think that would have been cool. Cause and that, then and then Martian Manhunter shows up at the end. So the reason that they did that is because Martian Manhunter's cliffhanger ending, where he shows up to Ben Affleck, was not originally. The plan. In the original shoot, they shot the John Stewart scene. So they only did it after the fact oh, because, because okay. when doing the Snyder Cut, that. Warner Brothers' one thing was like, you can't do that. So this was, because remember you said Ben Affleck the thinner because this is the one of the few scenes he, re, he reshot this and the Nightmare, but everything else was originally shot. That's I why, think, so I that's know, why. I guess it's just kind of wishful thinking on my part. It originally then. was supposed to be, they, he didn't want to leave it in doubt. He wanted to make sure people knew it was Martian Manhunter. So that's why he, okay. there wasn't going to be an answer. Like you weren't going to see Swanwick walk away and not know. Or, and learn about it later, you're gonna see him walk away and not know if that was the. Well, now that so. we have this movie now that John Stewart cannot be in it, I think my scene of it would have been cooler. Yes, exactly. But I think you know I I'm fine with it considering the context. Yeah. I, now that I know, yeah. I forgot about John Stewart. But um, I I really liked that. I liked the connection. I gotta. I mean, just I just want more of it. I really like this was because I remember people were saying, "Oh man, Batman for Superman is too dark." I don't have a problem with the dark movie, but I get that. This movie was the perfect combo of it. It's exactly what I want in a lot of my movies. This is why I liked Infinity War a lot, because it was both. It was dark and joyful at the same time. This is a similar type tone. I just, I don't know about you, this. I want another movie. I want a sequel. I want I do too. DC is better than Marvel, I'll say it. Or, I mean, character-wise, character I think DC wise, I like is better, characters Mar- better than Marvel better as well. I do. I do. Better storylines, maybe not better reboots. Yeah. Or New 52 or whatever it is. Yeah, it depends, depends, depends on your interpretation on that one. Um... Just everything worked out so well, you know. You got the stronger Amazons who were not just cannon fodder. You got Parademons who were also not cannon fodder. You got Wonder Woman who... Also, that reminded me of a shot. One more thing. Just one last thing that bothered me about 2017 Justice League. There's this shot, right, where uh, Bruce and Flash get off the plane. And as they're stepping down, the entire shot is just from the angle where... Wonder Woman's butt fills up about 40% of the screen for no reason at all. There was a reason Josh Whedon wanted to sexualize her. I know, but I don't care. Josh Whedon has no shame. He's stuck in the 90s making films. Clearly. I mean, that that, that scene itself is ridiculous because there's nothing like that in the Zack Snyder's Justice League. Well, I guess, well, here's the thing, here's the thing. I'm going to get conceptual here. Oh. Josh Josh Whedon, Firefly director. Yeah, he made Firefly. In the 90s. Empire Slayer as well. Interesting. But he, I still think he's kind of stuck in the mindset that only dudes watch these movies, so we got to play into their male fantasy. Show Wonder Woman is hot, dude. But, like, no. These are, make this a film. I was about to say. Like, yeah. I know, like, I don't think that either. Like, Wonder this, Wo- is, this is for everybody. This yeah. is for everybody that wants to watch it. That is why there are female superheroes. If only males consume it, there will only be male su- Actually, there will probably be female superheroes because. Exactly, for, for the reason that you said, yes. but that's not why they're there. That's not why people bought tickets to go see 2017. Yes. Remember, they bought it because it was an awesome well, like, movie. Well, like, well, if. If only males consumed comic books, yeah. Wonder Woman would not be what she is. Exactly, I agree. She would not be, you know, she's literally about female empowerment. That's exactly. like her whole character, which is awesome. 
But like, Josh Whedon still thinks like it's a male dominated. It's stupid. That's what I think Josh Whedon was thinking when he was yeah. like, "I'm gonna have Flash yeah, touch I, your boobies." It's I funny. Think, I think that's a fair point. I think it really bothers me because you know you don't have that in the Snyder Cut. Instead, you've got a very strong character. I like the fact that she goes one on one with Steppenwolf because she's the strongest of them that isn't Superman. She is Wonder Woman. She is supposed to be the closest to Superman's equivalent that we have at least so far. And, and I, like I looked it up between last episode because I mentioned how I was wondering how why she was so fast. She's she's fast in the comics as yeah. well. Yeah. Also, I'm glad they're not going to give her her invisible jet from like the the the, the Justice bit, Friends or yeah. whatever. It's a bit that ridiculous. That was crazy. Yeah. Why did they do that? Well, yeah, you know, uh, and actually, Wonder Woman 1984, she does that by because she just suddenly remembers how to turn something invisible, so she turns their jet invisible. What? It's horrible. Oh my! I'm um, not watching that movie. Yeah, no, it's not good. It's not good. And one last thing, I remembered. Uh, Ray Fisher actually has been doing a lot of interviews. He's been going out against Warner Brothers for cutting him and multiple. Uh, people of color characters. They cut out the, of the one film. that was with the Flash. What was? Uh, something Allen. I- Iris West is who you're thinking. Oh, Iris West. And yeah. then and they cut then, her completely. And then Ryan from Choi, the and then uh, Cyborg's mother, and yes. the lady that Cyborg helped. All those were cut out. I'm not gonna say it was all di- specifically because of that, because again, the two hour runtime. I'm not sure if there's room for all that, but it's a little fishy. I I'm think, not gonna lie. Well, Josh Whedon has. Well, he didn't come out on. I was about to say that he was alleged that he was trying to make Ray Fisher lighter. That's true. In tone, and so Ray, and Ray Fisher in another interview actually said that he tried to tell Josh Whedon that he didn't think this was the issue with the character, and Josh Whedon replied, "I don't take notes from Robert Downey Jr., so why would I take notes from you?" I don't like Josh Whedon. Yeah, man. it's not and great. Is he, I feel like he has. Is it? I don't want to say that, and he doesn't. I feel like he has allegations against him about like. Well, the Buffy the Vampire Slayer cast is also. Uh, been speaking out against him as well. I'm not sure about allegations per se, but there, he's had a lot of negative press, to say the least. I'll say that. He it has l- abuse and misconduct allegations oh. against him. Uh-oh. That's not This is a screen rant, though, so I'm not going to... Because abusive fact. behavior and personal misconduct raised against... Yeah, it's just... It was Buffy and... Did he make Buffy? Yeah, that's what I said. I said Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Oh, I did not. I don't know what you said. I thought I just heard Slayer. I was like, okay. Oh lord. Also, um, speaking of Ryan Cho, Troy, who also um, is literally the tease of Adam at the end. I really like that. You know, he's yeah. in charge of nanotechnology. Cool character. I think the actor did pretty good. I, like, I thought, oh, it's a cameo. Then he shows up again. And again, I was like, oh, this is cool. Nice. Also, in particular, honestly. What, let's talk about what, what our favorite scenes, then we'll wrap it up. Because okay. we've been going, and we, there's a lot to talk about, and we've talked about a lot of it already, but, you know, this is a movie that we can talk about for a lot of episodes, but we're not going to go for two and a half hours Thankfully. Hey, don't say thankfully, but let's talk about some of our favorite moments, then we'll wrap it up. You want me to go first? Yeah. My favorite moment. Okay, I'll say my two favorite moments. Go ahead. Uh, probably the Flash going back in time scene. Love that scene. It was awesome. So cool. I, I, have, a, I have a soft spot for the Flash. And also... That uh, when he goes to his dad and he's like, "Dad, I got in," and then he starts screaming at all his friends in in jail or inmates. Why'd they cut that out? That's awesome. It's a lot of character building for the dad, even though they're going to cut him out. And for Flash, it, I like it, that scene. It made me smile. It is watching this movie really just makes me question how on earth they decided to cut so much of that incredible content out of the film. Why they thought it wouldn't succeed? I thought that scene's a good scene. You know, look, I I, I think DC might they they might be on the upturn now. Assuming they can build off of this, assuming they can. My favorite scenes, I gotta say, when Silas sacrifices himself so they can find the mother oh, box, yeah, yeah. that was so great, cool. Also, I so I remember, you know, you, you know how they 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 fixed that in the Justice League in 2017. So instead, they just see the boom tube and they're like, "Oh, the mother box." Then you assume that Seven Wolf just got it. You don't know that Silas took it and went and hid it, and then also 
that was just amazing and a really cool scene. And then, of course, my favorite scene really is just, uh, man, I also like how, why, why you're thinking, sorry. Go ahead. How uh, 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 Cyborg buried the mother box at his grave. It's kind of, that's some, that's cool. yeah, some symbolism there. Indeed, indeed, I like that. I did. Um, Man, I just got so many ones that I like. I liked uh, the entire team assembling on the uh, like big plane and then walking out. It was just like that's also like I also liked when after they beat him, they were up on the nuclear reactor. Yeah, that was cool. I, I like how they added Batman climbing up and everybody else already up there. Yeah, and, I, then, and then they had the then they had the cyborg flash fist bump, which was a lot better than him saying booyah. Did he say booyah? He said booyah in twenty seventeen. But I think it was a lot more earned. But in the last one, he was like, "You gonna give me a fist bump, dude?" He's like, "No." When they were yeah. digging up his grave, remember? Yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right, you're right. I, I, I like that too. And I, I would say my favorite scene is when the Flash stopped the debris. Just that was so cool. Yes. It was awesome. so cool. Like it's just, it was so unique and using the blue lightning effect, which is honestly one of my favorite effects yes. ever to its maximum ability. And it was cool. I do like how they also removed where they, where Flash was like in the original Justice League, he was like, I've never saved anybody before. I like, or he's like, I yep. never fought anybody. He's like, they could save one. That was dumb. I'm glad they took that out. He yeah. just did it instinctively. Yeah, exactly. I do have one scene I don't like. Oh, go ahead. When Aquaman leaves, and then all those Icelandic ladies are singing, and then she sniffs his sweater. That was unnecessary. So Why were I, they singing? So I think I, I like saw that. somebody said that the idea is that he's like their deity because he's I, the I one guess that, but like them. that didn't have to be in there. That was that just slowed down the pace. Not I to, didn't have to hear two minutes of them singing. Not to mention his uh, Batman and Aquaman's intro scene is a lot worse than the 2017 version because instead Batman just sees these conveniently drawn to mother boxes oh, in the building, but instead this he like bribes him. Yeah, and I like pay, that. And it's just it's just a, it's more witty. Also. Batman speaks their language, which is hilarious because that's Batman. That's yeah. him being the smartest guy in the room, but sometimes not playing as the smart. Because that's what Bruce Wayne is. That's like people often make the joke he's Batman with Bruce Wayne being the mask. That's how he's done it in the comics and in multiple films. Is the idea that Bruce Wayne is merely a means to get Batman's ends, and this was it where he played dumb billionaire Bruce, and then was like, "Actually, you moron! Of course I know your language. I also and know sure. that you're." Aquaman. I was about to say, I also know that. I also liked all of Batman's scenes with Alfred that were yeah. added in. The uh, explaining the wristband yeah. things that they invented. That Jeremy Irons is still hot. He is. He's not as hot in this one. It kind of grounds him. <laughs> <laughs> He's not. I knew we weren't gonna make it all the way through without. And that. then, and then he makes the tea for Wonder Woman. It kind of shows that he's like, he's like, he he's like wired to. He's like, I, I have to tell her how to do this because he's like, he does it all his life. And, and I like that. Yeah, I think they, they, they characterized Alfred. He's never done that before. Also, yeah, I also loved that we got the scene where uh, Superman goes to meet Alfred to like figure out where they are, and he calls him like Master Kent, and then uh, Clark smirks, which I thought was just funny because that's also shows. I just. Jeremy Irons is a great Alfred. I don't know what else to say. I like just, him. Yeah. He's a great actor, and he plays the role perfectly. I think all the scenes with each of the characters was cool. Stop it. Muy caliente. Oh, my goodness. You got to stop it. He but, is. You got to admit it. Like, I, I'm, ex I'm like, always when I picture Alfred, I picture the old guy from, like, Dark Knight Returns or, like, the the, yeah. the, the cartoon. Yeah. Like, the skinny guy with the little mustache or, or Sir Michael Caine. Jeremy Irons is not what I picture. Yep. But it's cool. I, I, yeah. He's like, he's like the buff, he's the buff Alfred. He is actually the one that you get in the comics. In the comics, you know, Alfred is like a Navy SEAL and stuff yes. like that. Or that I feel or like the, it, the British equivalent. I think but. I've read a comic one time where he, he like dressed up as Batman just so yes. they could be seen as Bruce Wayne in the same yes. room as actually, him. Actually, I believe that did happen as well. He's also done stuff like that. He's also been his own hero sometimes. Uh, you'll see that a lot in the Gotham TV show more than anything else. But yeah, I mean, 
Again, this is a great movie. I think it's four hours. It's a bit long. It's worth it. I think it really is. I think if you like comic books, you're going to like it. If you like DC movies, you're going to like it. If you like Zack Snyder's style, you're going to like it. Honestly, even if you're not a big DC fan and you like Marvel, I think it's I think it's just I a think good it's movie. just a, if you like superheroes it's a it good movie. It doesn't have as that many flaws. Like even if you don't know anything about them, you can watch it and pick up on yeah, it. Yeah, I don't think it's the perfect movie, but I think it's very very good and it avoids a lot of mistakes. One out of 10, what are you giving it? I you know, I hesitate to say cuz I I want to be able to skip everything else, but honestly, 8 8.5. I was going to say about a 7.5 to 8 for me. Like it's cuz you know it has its moments and I'm like, okay, done to be 4 hours, done to drag, come on. But Everything else is great. I think, you know... I think they can make a director's cut of the Snyder Cut, honestly. See how that goes. What do you mean? They edited it down to three and a half, because I feel like he made it four just because just, just so he could get could. everything out. Yeah, I, yeah. And they I, can make it three and a half, and he also wants to make a black and white version, I think. So so that story actually is because... Um, I wouldn't mind that either. So, so the, I'm going to tell this one story, and then we'll head out, because I think it's the last... Uh, it's a cool little tidbit about the story of the, of the movie. So... Zach had the original reels, reels of the film on him, and he sent post picture on this app called Vero, which is how he communicated with a lot of his fans during the entire three years of Is It There or whatever. And oftentimes movies will film in black and white and add the color in later rather than color course correct because that's a lot of work to course correct stuff and make it match. Rather just do it all in black and white and then color it later. So the only version of the film that he could ever watch of his was in black and white, so he wants it to be in the way that he always saw it. So that's Interesting. Why. Interesting. It's also yeah. a very stylistic thing. People like black and white films. Logan has a black and white edition. Mad Max has a chrome edition, which is black and white, which is cool. But um, So that's essentially the reason why, because it was the one that he always had. Which, again, shout out to Zack Snyder and Deborah Snyder for putting this together. Even through this incredibly tragic event, they were able to you know come back and build this incredible film for their daughter and have raised hundreds of thousands of dollars for her and for suicide prevention across the United States, which is a truly noble cause. And Zack Snyder has been... I think he's been he's considering the events. He's been incredibly graceful in doing interviews with fans, being very interactive because this was a tough. Zack Snyder's a cool guy, yeah, even if cool you don't dude. like all his movies. I was about to say some people made it way too personal in disliking his films. You can dislike them. You can dislike Sucker Punch, which is a bad movie. You can dislike. Batman is that the one with all like the girls in little skirts yeah, or whatever? It's weird. It's that weird. one's dumb. Yeah, it's not weird. good. You can dislike. I like three hundred. I do. Three hundred two is not as good. But he didn't direct it. So. Oh, he didn't. No, he only did three hundred one. Oh, yeah, exactly. Good. Yeah, exactly. 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 I haven't seen Watchmen. It's good. I, I recommend it. But again, you can dislike his movies, but this, like, you can't. Some of the attacks on this director and actors as a whole in the past have been a bit too ridiculous to the point where, look, they have a job. They may not be the best at their job, but that doesn't change who they are as people. And we've seen that in Zack Snyder and the way he's handled this entire event and entire last four years. And I think you know, he deserves props for it, especially because I think he made a great movie. But you said you give a 7.5 or 8? I'd probably end up on the 8 scale. Yeah, eight, yeah. maybe, yeah, eight. I think honestly, on rewatching, might get better for me. I'm not sure about you, but honestly, well, I'm about to find out. And I was about to say, Davis, Davis is going to be watching part of it, so have to, I'll, he'll have to text me, and we'll see what happens. But uh, thank you for listening to this episode, dealing with one of the most incredible pop culture events of recent memory, as we talked about Zack Snyder's Justice League, the four-hour movie that is actually the director's cut of the original 2017 Justice League. And go ahead and follow us at through underscore the underscore lens underscore Weagle at Instagram for any updates all on the case. show. All lowercase, of course. Any updates on the show, any thoughts we have on random movies, future episodes, stuff like that. And you can interact with us and tell us movies that you would like us to watch. But thank you for listening, and we will see you all next time.